Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're going to put the spotlight on two sisters who took their mother's homemade Italian cooking and turned it into a restaurant empire. Christine and Carla Pallotta are the head chefs and co-owners of Nebo right on Atlantic Ave in Boston. You've seen them win throwdowns with Bobby Flay on the Food Network and we have them here in studio to share their incredible story. Hi, ladies. Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Oh, I love the two of you. You're so like <laughs> powerful and sync. I love it. Let's start with your mom. What is your favorite memory of her cooking in the kitchen? Because I know this was sort of the inspiration of how you guys got this whole entire empire going. But what's your favorite memory of her cooking? I think it's a couple of things. For her, for me, it's being in bed in the morning and hearing her in the kitchen below. And I could hear the rolling pin going in the snapping of the pasta. Oh my and gosh. that would always, I would be like, we're having raviolis today. I could tell we're having That's raviolis. That's so funny. You would know right away. I would know right away. Yep. And then I would run downstairs and I wanted to use the fork to help her finish off the edges of, for the oh ravioli shape and everything. And then we'd get a sheet, put it on her bed because you, you had nowhere to lay the right. stuff out. You'd put it on her bed and then we would line it all up and throw so the flour all over. would dry on the... On, on the, the sheet. Yeah. And what time was this all happening at? Like, oh, she, she'd five be in the morning. Like five in the morning doing it. Imagine, like, yeah. I, I have three young children now, and I could not even begin to imagine how to do that. That's yeah. amazing it to me. It was natural. It just, it's natural to her. It's just, wow. That's my, that was her pride and joy. My, my memory of my mother, honestly, with the food was that she would sit at the table, right, when, after, you know, she put the food down for everybody, and there was this pause and that pause was always to see your reaction to her food. She wanted to hear oh, that really? her food was good, and she still does it to this day. Oh, yes, she I waits. mean, there's, it, there's this definite pause, and she waits to see what everybody has to say. Because for her, that was her one love, and that's what she did really well. Sometimes we oh, hold out as long as we can to see <laughs> Stop and she's it. Like, oh, yeah, she's her. like, hello, hello. <laughs> we're like, yeah, she's like, well. Like, oh, yeah, it's delicious. She's that's 85, and she still does that. Yeah. Wow, she's only 85. That's a, that's uh-huh. so awesome. I. How did you guys both know? Because, I mean, you both had careers before you did. You got into the restaurant business, correct? You both. So Christina went to Northeastern. I was already um, a hair colorist and hairdresser for, God, about seven years before her at least. And um, I knew I I was going to do something with fashion no matter what. I won a full scholarship to FIT in New York for uh, patent making and tailoring, and I turned it down. Ended up going to hairdressing school, opening my own place. And um, she went to Northeastern, graduated, and we had a retirement party for her. <laughs> Stop. We were like, she's never going to go to work. <laughs> so we had a retirement party. It was true. <laughs> and then uh, she took a year off. She went to Hawaii. She went to Italy for a summer. And then called my father and said, I want to go to hairdressing school. She's the most expensive hairdresser there's ever been. <laughs> and it. so then she came to work with me at my salon at the time. And how long did you guys do that before? I was 27 years. I was wow. 17. Yeah. This is all before Nebo. This is, before, this is all yeah, before. I, I opened my first business. I 
got the building when I was 20, and I opened just the month that I turned 21. Wow. And so uh, we then had I had a, a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going like, to. So, how did you go from that, which is also hard to do to get to that point alone, but how did you go from that to wanting to to run, start, and create this amazing restaurant? Well, I mean, let me tell you first. First, I opened the hair salon, uh, hair salon. Nine months later, I opened a tannin salon. And then Christine joined me, and we went around the corner and opened a much bigger place that had full service spa type thing. So, we were. Very successful. We had, uh, what, like 2,700 clients by the time oh we left? Oh, my God. Yeah, and a lot of people had worked for us. So we were very And then she came to work one day. I'm like, I'm and everything done. changed. I, and everything Tell changed. Tell her why you were done. <laughs> yeah, oh, I knew happened? I was done. We were sitting there, well, standing. I met this new client of mine, and I started doing it here. And she said something to me. And I said, oh, that's so nice. And Carla gives me a dirty look through the mirror across the room, and I'm, like, giving her a look I'm back. I'm like, down. What are you looking at? And we're going back and forth. <laughs> and then finally it dawned on me, and I was like, oh, no. So I looked at my new client, and I said, I have to ask you something. And she smirked, and I said, did you just tell me your husband passed away? And I said, that's so nice. She goes, yes, you did, and laughed. And I said, it's time. It's time. Uh, it's not. It's just listen. It's going in one ear out yeah. the other now. And I need a new challenge. And, and so what um, did you? What made you go to food? Just honestly, the natural? we would always go on the way home from work to my mom's house to eat. And she would go with my father to Florida for the winter. So then we would go out to dinner every night. And every time we went out, I don't like... If you're going to have junk food, give me really bad junk mm-hmm. food. Good, good but junk But a good food. quality right. junk yeah. food. Give me really good food. I don't like that in-between, middle-of-the-road yep, kind I of agree. food. Like, just get by, like, pretend you're something you're not. So we'd go out to eat, and I said to Carlo, sitting at the table, I'm like, you know, I want to go out. We would order six or seven appetizers. And they would look at you like you were being cheap. And I was, like, looking at the waiter, like, actually, no. I'm spending a lot more money on appetizers than getting the boring salad and the entree. Yeah. Trust me. So I looked at her, and I said, you know, I want to open a restaurant as if you're sitting in Ma's kitchen there's always six or seven things on the table. Yes. And she goes, yeah, that's funny. That's great. And I said, no, no, really. I want to open a restaurant. I'm going to open a restaurant. <laughs> she goes, well, you never worked a day in your life in a restaurant. We never waitressed, hostess. We never Nothing. did anything never. like that. I go, so what? I go, we have common sense. Like, how difficult could this be? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So I looked at her and I said, you have three months. Are you coming with me or what? And she's like, you're serious? I said, yeah. She goes, I said, I'm done. She's like, all right, I guess I oh, have no choice. I'm going to come business. with you. Yeah. I know, so that was it, just that that's was it. it, we're moving we on. Had, uh, we went to my father afterwards, and... I thought he'd shoot us You know, this, this whole show was about women right. and accomplishments and stuff, and we had parents that never said no to us as far as what we could do. And so we went to my father the next day, and uh, I want to tell you, my father took his retirement money to open my first hair salon for me, and I didn't know oh. at the time, and when he told me, I was like, what if I don't make it? He's like, well, you have your hands. You go back to work. And I was like, okay. And so we go to him with this idea, and he was like, great, do it. I said, are you crazy? He goes, look it. Business is business. Numbers is numbers. Hospitality is the same. He said, it's just a different product and the quality control. He goes, it's, there's nothing different than what you're doing. You only have one problem. You two don't know how to cook. 
Is that, did he say that? <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, we don't know how to cook. I'm I mean, like, I could well, cook to get by, but I was I was going to ask you, did you did no. you ever cook personally? Not, I mean, for yourself? No. Two, three hundred people. I used to do a cereal parfait, like three different kinds of cereal in one glass. It was amazing. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, seriously. My mother didn't want you to cook. She didn't want you in her yeah. kitchen. She didn't want anybody so to take did her job away. Yes. So she did everything. Oh and so God. we spent five weeks on a bi- uh, writing a business plan. And uh, the day we turned it into our accountant was the day we found our location. I mean, that was how fast it happened. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really fast. And we had this magnificent, magnificent clientele from our hair salon and spa. And um, I wrote them a a really beautiful note saying thank you for inviting us to your li- in your life. I mean, yeah. we went to their weddings, their Christmas. Well, it's a long relationship, and you know, and it's one on one with hairdressing. So we up close really and personal, definitely. Mm-hmm. And we just told them we're going on to a new venture. We thought we were crazy, but <laughs> they all come. Yeah. They all come. That's so. That's unbelievable. I mean, just the th- the process from going from one one successful career and then jumping into something totally different. Like I would have no thought you both. About- cooked all the time no. with your mom or at Three home? Three weeks before like, we opened, we said, Ma, you got to get in here. She's like, okay, so now you put some of this, a little of that, Well, a that was my this. next question. Like, did she ever write anything down? No. Because my parents' no. grandmothers ne- never. They were like, oh, it's just a little yep. bit of that. We tried that once. I'm it like, was a major battle. It did not work. I'm like, let's put them on index cards. She's like, well, some of that. I'm like, well, what is some of that? Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Happens. I look at it. Yes. Touch and feel. So <laughs> yeah. we go to the restaurant. I said, you can't teach people a little of this a little of that she was like well that's how i because we didn't hire professional cooks christine no. and i were going to be the chefs we were going to do the menus the recipe the food cost and then we were going to take people and train them how to cook so now we need standard recipes right so, so how did she do that everything when she would do the pasta she'd put the flour on the board would take the flour off the board and put it in a measurement cup she would take the regatta put it on would take it would put it in a measurement cup we did like instant oh my god everything. yes Instant rewind. And then in three weeks, that was it. And we're still, to this day, we don't hire professional cooks or professional chefs. We start everybody that comes in our restaurant um, as a dishwasher or a salad. Yeah. And we, and we tell them, we'll teach you. And so nobody has a position in my kitchen. It's everybody's the same. And your job description is anything that needs to be do- done to make our guests happy. But I don't know if you know, this is our second restaurant. We had a second location. Yes. Our first one was in the, in north, the north End. end. And yes. then we moved over to the waterfront. But I still cannot believe that you would pick up the flour off of the board and oh, yeah. put it in the measuring cup, and you had to do that for every everything. everything. Yes. Well, the other thing is, even if we didn't have to do that, you know, <laughs> she, even... we do a recipe on the stove, and you have to understand, we're making food to order, right? But the prep is for 500 people, right? Yeah. And so that was the biggest thing: is what do we prep ahead of time? What can we do that's still fresh that morning? You know, we make it in the morning and have right. it ready to to serve the individual dishes. So you're cooking in a very different way. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I don't even know how you guys did that, how you had either. her come in and <laughs> organized it because, I mean, your restaurant, I've been there. I mean, it's the food's amazing. Everything is organized. Your menu is beautiful. I don't how you did that without... Well, we laugh because some days, you know, if we're in another chef's kitchen, we're like, maybe we should have trained in a chef's kitchen. They, they have shortcuts. How do they do these shortcuts? Have, we don't do things like you know, this. Tricks, things they yes. learned at school that make it easier for you. Yeah, yeah but you guys and are. And it takes time. I yeah. think you guys are doing like, just <laughs> fine. And who who does what? Who handles? Co- does one so, do cooking? One no, do front of the house? Christine and both? I are both. Uh, we call ourselves shooks, chef cooks, because we didn't go to chef school. <laughs> but to be shucks. honest with you, you know, the chefs in the city say to us, "You are the chefs. You run the kitchen." Right. And 
that's what it is. It doesn't matter if you went to school or didn't go to school. You run the kitchen. So we both do recipes, menu, food cost, uh, food, food purchase and that stuff. And then um, I usually do the training for staff that's um, – front of the house hospitality that mm -hmm. was my thing at the old salons and stuff and Christine does all the uh, stuff to do with social media and stuff but at nighttime she stays at the kitchen and she watches everything make sure it comes out right and I'm on the floor talking to the guest how many people do you have working for you right now currently uh, we're in the winter time so we're probably around I don't know 86 80 something wow. We, do you it ever? Depends, it goes up it goes like, down I do don't you, like to think about I, it but <laughs> do you ever both just look at each other and go can you, did we actually do well, this? I mean, when we, when, did. when we did do that was when we moved from the first location, um, we were there for eight years and our landlord tripled our rent. And I was like, ha that's funny. See ya, yeah. I was like, see you later, buddy. And she's like, well, where are we going? What are we doing? I'm like, I don't care. Well, let's go to Italy for you. I was like, whatever. We'll just see, guys, I love, like, let's just go to Italy. I'll like, tell you something. Sure. <laughs> you know something? My father instilled in us that you could do anything you want. But Christine's definitely that person that just has nerve like all the way she always figures she can do something else and I don't know if it's a good way to think old I'm going to be 60 I don't want to start anything over again but that is such a good way no matter what age you are that's such a good way to think because what else are you going to do right and we say that we say that to our nephews we say that you know to some of our close friends their young kids that you know something the whole thing is you try again and you try something different and it keeps life interesting so I knew we had to get a location but I was like well if it comes up it comes up we had no liquor license. We only managed our landlords, so that was a big issue. And it's just weird the way things. My brother had worked at the Boston Harbor Hotel for 20 years. His office was there, and they tripled his rent or doubled his rent. And a few months he went to um, the building we're in now, 520 Atlantic Ave. And his office is there now, too. He moved his office. He was like, you know, go to hell. I'm not paying double the rent here. So now we're stuck without a place, and... I'm like, I don't have a liquor license, and the alcohol yeah. commission was near my old location, and I used to go, hey, guys, got a liquor license? They used to laugh at me every day. They laughed, and I was like, yeah, I know, you don't get a license. And this day, I'm like, hey, guys, you get a license? And they're like, yeah, one just went into bankruptcy. I'm like, what's that mean? They're like, blind auction. I'm like, oh, all right, I know we're going to get a bid in. They're like, just put a bid. And I'm like, well, Is I know we Is that what you have it. to do? Yeah. I see, I have no for idea. Us, we did for because us. there was nothing actually available at the board. So this is wow. So then that comes, no. and then my brother calls us, and he's like, oh, why don't you come to my office? And I'm like, all right, what do you want me to see his new office? I guess we'll visit your office. office. And then we get there, and then where my location is now, he has my uh, contractors there. And the landlord's there, and he's like, what do you think of this space? And I laughed, and I go, well, it's just an empty space with empty some walls and everything. Years. And I laughed, and I Why said, but really? we're going to, like, I gotta like this space. I said, we're going to sandblast the ceilings. I go, we're going to sandblast the big cement columns. I know there's metal girders. We're going to put a window in, blow that wall open. And they're like, well, that's 100000 That's 100000 oh, And I yeah. laughed, and I go, well, we got to do it. we got to do it right. She had this vision of I, the I first just, time we opened the first restaurant of what yeah. she wanted her restaurant to be, and that's not what we ended up in. Yeah. And this was exactly the space that she wanted to do what she wanted to do. It was my dream do. space. I knew so exactly. she knew as soon as she walked in the door. This wow. is the space I want. And they were like. Christine has very definite The landlords wanted us. Wants. They were like, you know what? We want you here. At the time, they really didn't know that we were leaving the other location. And we're like, okay. So then it just fell into it's place. We were very fortunate both times finding locations. And the liquor license came up yeah. uh, for auction. It was Joe Tetchy's. 
Yeah, across the street from us. Yeah, our re- original restaurant, and had had it for I don't know eighty years. He went bankrupt. Uh, and that's he went bankrupt, went and they went went to auction, and we put a bid in, and we got it. Yeah, this so is everything was I'm meant like, to be. Yeah. I, I am the, like the, dizzy the listening to that. This amazing is amazing. Oh, yeah, got off my story. father always always said, no matter what, remember it's the three of you. The two sisters and my brother. It's always the three of you. You have each other. Don't you ever stick together, you stick together forever. Well, my father got his dream. He has his three children all in one building together. That is unbe- That yeah. location is like yeah. a dream location. At the time, it wasn't. Because if you go back five years ago, you really only had and a half years. Vertex, the courthouse, and that was it. Maybe trade next door that had just opened a year ahead of That's us. That's a good point. It's changed a lot. And I mean, in you're five in five years. It just exploded. You guys are in prime. Exploded everything. Walking, traveling. Yes. I mean, it's just it, it, there it has is definitely become that. When we yes. went there, it wasn't. It was a chance that we took, yeah. but it wasn't. But you asked a question, um, and you said the question we were going. The thing we were going to say to you is, when we got to the new location, uh, you know, you're like, what did you think of yourself? How did you do this? And it's so funny. The first location, we were crazy constantly. We worked eight years, day and night, no vacations, and that's how it was. And then we opened the second one, and it went so easy. Three months it into it. Just went. It, we I mean, just, it just like we learned everything, and it came, and it was natural. But three months into it, we just actually, because we did the whole build-out, I mean, from scratch, it was crazy. I got my outdoor patio that I always wanted, and we just looked at each other. We're standing against the bar, and I go, how did this even happen? Uh, like, where, yeah. did we really have the other space for eight years? Because I feel like, how did this happen? And um, how did I get here? It seemed yeah. just right. It was just, it went, we were very, very blessed. It went so smoothly. She goes, yeah. do we, she actually said, do we miss the party? I go, because yeah. it went so easily. I go, do we miss I, right. the party? We were laughing. I'm like, what happened here? Yeah. But you're both very strong, very smart, very intelligent women who know what you want. And you, you're not... You're not naive, so you just go no. into it, and that that mindset of look, we're gonna just do it. We're gonna just do it. There's no little iffy stuff behind you. There's no gray area. It's look just it. this is what we're gonna do. And that's if it, my saying. There's no gray area. There's black and there's white. That's right. It. Yep. Christine and I, so I, we gather information. I mean, it's, I'm crazy. I write lists on everything, and I gather, and we learn everything. We listen to people. And when we first got to this space, the contractor, Kafco. Uh, Came in, and we met with the guys that were going to do the whole hood system and the venting system upstairs and stuff. And, you know, four engineers show up with CAFCO. And the guy says to us, my Christine and me, you don't have to be here. And I said, well, I want to be here. He goes, well, you're not going to understand it. And um, the owner of CAFCO, Ed, said, they will understand it. They understand everything that's going on, so I'm going to tell everybody now. Expect them to be here every day because they know exactly what you're talking about. My father did carpentry. My father did some construction. Everything that we do, we learn from. So we learn from the first restaurant, and we, we listen. It was that and, typical uh, thing when we first were opening the other location. Salespeople would come in, and they would go, I'd like to speak to the owner. I'm like, we are the owner? No, I really want to speak to the owner. I said, Because it's almost for, unbelievable like, that you're you that visible. looking for a man? Are you looking for a man? And they were like, well, yeah. I said, uh, guess what? We're never doing business together. That's it. I was like. Well, that was going to be my next yeah. question, you know being strong women owners and bosses, how what was that like? Because most people think in the restaurant business, you would think that most places have a head chef that's a female or an owner that's a woman, but it's it's a lot of men. So you guys coming in and you're so powerful and I love it and you're so, so strong. What was that like? As far as the construction and all the people we've dealt with, um, contractors and stuff, they know we know our stuff. 
they respect that. They have from the very beginning. Um, the building, the people that own the building where we're in Boston Properties, the first guy from their company that came <laughs> to deal with us, you know, he came in all gun ho and then we're telling him, tell him, no, it's not going to do this. We're doing this. We're going to move the, the uh, restaurant up one floor. We're going to hike the floor up. We're going to yeah. open up the back. And he at first was like in shock. Well, and they then also he, wanted us to open on Sundays. And I was like, well, we don't work Sundays. They're like, well, no, you have to be open on Sundays. And I was like, Sunday's that's family. not happening. I'm like, Sunday is family day. And they're Good. like, they were adamant. They were putting it in the lease. I'm like, I guess this deal's not going through. And they're like, you wouldn't. I'm like, oh, I would. I go, look it. Seven days a week is, is burnout. We are the business, Carla right. and I. I right. said, so you're going to burn us out. You're going to burn my staff out. You're going to burn my equipment out. I go, and the business isn't there in this neighborhood for seven days a week. Right. So just trust me with this. At some point, you have to trust me. And that kind of turned the whole ball you around. You know, one, and everyone was one month down the road, all of a sudden, this guy is coming to us and saying to us, okay, what do you think we should do with this part of the building? Should we do this? Should we do that? So we earn their respect. And, you know, a lot of it is just earning respect. As far as the chefs and the other people in this industry, they were the same way right from the beginning with us because they couldn't believe that we've never worked in this industry mm-hmm. and we were willing to take a chance. And we've we've done so many, you know, occasions with them where we cooked with them and stuff. And they saw that we earned it. We didn't just go in there and say, okay, we're going to do this. We went and we worked hard side by side with them and did events. And well, We did eight years of not a vacation, not a day other I than bet. a Sunday off. I mean, I mean, they saw it and they, and, and they, saw it and they respected it. So let's... Uh, Let's talk about the Bobby Flay influence because this is uh, this is another part of your story that always fascinates me. I mean, you appeared on was it the ninth season? I think it was the ninth season of the Throwdown uh, with Bobby Flay. Yeah. I don't know if it was back in 2011. Was it 2011? I'm trying know. to do the math. <laughs> it's funny you don't even know. I know, well the the dish was zucchini. It was zucchini, it was lasagna, zucchini lasagna, right? Lasagna. And I remember you guys beat him. Like, and I remember thinking watching the show, and I always watch the Food Network, and I whenever. You watch a cooking show or any show, and it's somebody from Boston or somebody from your hometown. It's like, they're mine. Those are my uh-huh. people. Like, those are my people. And when you guys were on, I remember watching it live, you know, when it actually aired, thinking, oh, my God, they're Boston. They're they're women from uh-huh. Boston, chefs. And I was like, what? And then you won. How well, how did that happen? How did you get on the show, the, the connection? The f- funny thing is I tell Kyla every day. So we did this. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of How to Heroes. Yes. They, so she would do videos, and she wanted three dishes with zucchini. And we did a zucchini carpaccio with gotha on it. We did a, a jambatha, which had the zucchini, the string beans, the <sighs> tomato so in it. And then we did um, the third dish. I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, what about a zucchini lasagna? And she's like, tantrum. I hate lasagna. hate it. I go, well, you don't have really? to eat the lasagna. Let's You come up with a dish. So we had a big fight. I said, you know what? I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock for filming. You tell me what your third dish is. So we get there the next morning. She's like, fine, just do a zucchini lasagna. I'm like, all right, we'll do it. So we do the zucchini lasagna. A year later, we get a phone call, not knowing who it's from. They just said, we're going to do some filming in Boston, and we would like to have your uh, vegetarian lasagna. And at the time, my father was sick, and I said, I'm sorry, thank you for the offer, but, you know, I don't want to do the show, whatever it is. I want to stay with my father, you know, be around him, spend time with him. So they're like, you don't know what you're missing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I do know what I'm missing. I'd rather spend time with my father than do a television show. They came back like six or eight months later. They're like, we're going to do a show in Boston, and we want to do a vegetarian lasagna. We're like, all right, let's do it. And 
every day I whisper to Carla in her ear, zucchini lasagna, because <laughs> it is ridiculous. And they do come from all over the country. I would never believe it. But the funny thing is we now have one person who spends eight hours a day just making zucchini lasagna. Come on. Really? He calls himself Mr. F in zucchini, zucchini lasagna. Stop it. <laughs> it's it's he does. Stop. Yes. Is it a constant order? It I mean, is all the because time. they show Bobby Flay's show um, all, it's on every all the three time. months. Yeah. yeah. And so it's shown all the way across all over the country. And so we get people from all over the country that are coming here and just yeah, it was they big. want the lasagna. Is there anything else you would like to do with, with television? You know, that now that you guys are so well known for that, you know, being on the throne with Bobby Flay. I mean, is there something you haven't done yet that you'd like no, to honestly, do when it comes we've to done, that? You know, the Today Show and the uh, Morning Show. We've been with Lydia Bastianich, and we actually opened Lydia Bastianich's uh, stage show when she did a book. And you know, Ming Tsai. We've done we've done so many. Look at it. We don't do competitive shows. We've been offered so many times. I hate competition shows. I was gonna say, hate would it. you would you I mean, ever Bobby do that? Flay was easy kind yeah, of casual, that was, friendly thing. That we was didn't know he was gonna surprise us. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, we went on Kelly and Mayan, and yeah, they were these. Hoda and Kathy Lee. I mean, you get to talk to them and meet them, and it it's really nice because they have such different educations and their right. experience is different. So it's nice to hear. Well, you got. I mean, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because you're clearly you're just so amazingly successful. And I, I it really oh, inspires yeah. me because <laughs> no, honestly, I say it all the time I go out. Do you know the funniest you thing you say that? So it's really funny. I I see you at the gym, and for me, it's a surprise that so many people say to me. Oh, I love your restaurant. I come to your restaurant. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I always go there. I love the food. We always say we wish we could be fly on the walls on everybody's well, in everybody's car or house afterwards to hear what they think I, of the restaurant. I think my sweetest compliment was last week when my nephew texted me. And he said, Auntie, we were just talking back and forth. He's like, I'm so proud of you and Auntie Carla. And I'm like, you are? He's 31 years old. I'm like, he's like, you have a great reputation. You started yeah. an amazing business. And when people tell me how much they love you and Nebo, I'm so mm-hmm. happy. And I'm like, oh, my God, what nephew says that to you? And it's I'm like, well-deserved. Amazing. And he also that. says we're his biggest encouragement for yeah. his business. He said you're my best he's like, you push system. me and push me to, to do yeah. one. We believe in him. Just the steps that you've described to me from the very beginning, I mean, it's most people would be afraid they wouldn't take the risk they wouldn't they would weigh the pros and cons and think you know what even if there's one con forget it i can't and risk you, it you i don't want to go funny for you it you said that because if i ever worked in a restaurant i would have never done it i'll be honest with you that's if a good I ever point had my I worked for somebody else and worked in a restaurant and saw everything that it entails i would have said too many negatives absolutely not right. No way. Thank you, Thank ladies. You so I, I love you both. I want to go like <laughs> hang out with you. All I should have brought you some lasagna today. <laughs> I'd eat it. I'd eat it at 10 o'clock in the morning, know, 6 o'clock do. in the morning, anytime. Well, thank you to Christine and Carla Pilata for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know somebody that you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Thanks for listening and have a great day, everyone.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.